So, this is the self-development with tactics. Book. So, today we're once again gonna talk about Ramit Sethis. I hope I'm pronouncing this correctly. I'm probably not pronouncing this correctly, but I'll teach you to be rich. I think the book is called. I'm actually not quite sure. And yeah, we're gonna go ahead with week five and week six, which are the two weeks that are left. So I do believe that we are going to be extremely fast today and maybe I am going to be able to add some things, you know, some amazingly good, great things <laughs> or probably just some bullshit. So yeah, I'm going to read the next stage in Sethi's plan. By the way, week five is about saving. So week five, save. The next stage in Sethi's plan is all about automating your systems for savings, investing and also spending. The aim is to have your income automatically filtered into appropriate accounts without any intervention from you, which just uh, means that you can't do anything with your money, you know? So if it is in a savings account, it is in a fucking savings account. If it is in the investing account, it is in a fucking investing account. If it is in the uh, just you can splurge account, then it is in the you can splurge account, which is a pretty good thing because... I mean, yeah, okay, if you get your paycheck, well, you know, uh, I'm gonna just buy this, I'm gonna buy that, I'm gonna pay this, I'm gonna pay that, and suddenly there's no fucking money for your fucking rent, which is not good. So it just totally does make sense because we like to sabotage ourselves and um, this is a way to just uh, get around that, I guess. Not even I guess, but I just know for sure that this is a good thing to do so. Um, Sethi explains that by spending some time setting it up initially will save you plenty of time further down the track. It means that all of your bills will get paid automatically and you no longer have to worry about things like the overdraft. Which is nice, you know, if there is nothing to worry about, everything is fine, everything is clear and everything is good to go. So once a week, a fortnight or month, you'll receive your income. Your workplace should automatically deduct a portion for your 401k. The remainder will go straight into your check account. Automate a portion of this to go to the savings and investments and have your credit card bill paid automatically via direct debit. Uh, this covers all of your tax fix, uh, all of your fixed costs, such as utilities, internet, ETC, which is a pretty nice thing because then you also do not have to care about that. Whatever is left can be considered guilt-free spending or just more for the savings account. But, but indeed, yeah, you can just use this money for spending whatever you just want to spend your money on. Um, it might be quite something. It might be just not that something. It just heavily depends on what life you're living. Of course, if you're just having a way too big house, if you're having a way too many cars, if you're having whatnot that is very expensive, then there's not going to be a lot of things or a lot of money left in this quote-unquote section, if you will. Um, but also, on the other hand, there's probably not going to be that much money in your savings and or investments if you're just uh, living way above your means. And I would argue that it is a common thing in Western countries that we just like to live above our means and, you know, have a lot of things, buy a lot of things. Um, yeah, you know, I think especially when it comes to cars, especially when it comes to houses, but, but also clothes and just some minor things that really add up in the end at my point of view, at least. So, so I don't know. Like the thing is, of course, I mean, I am not probably going to be an exception. I do really spend my money consciously. You know, I'm not spending my money on any fucking dumb shit. Um, most often, sometimes uh, you can't see them, but I've just bought myself, I think two years ago, some Tommy Hilfiger shoes. Um, 
they were really inexpensive. You know, they were quite as expensive as some other shoes. And I'm actually quite happy with them. So, so I don't know. You know, there is also some really great ways to get cool stuff and great stuff and good looking stuff for a, a really low price. But of course, I could have bought myself also some shoes for just 20 bucks or 30 bucks. And, um, and yeah, you know, I don't want to talk about quality here because I don't know. You know, I might be a little bit like Illuminati stuff, you know, just, yeah, you know what I mean? You probably don't. Anyway, week five top tips. You should aim to link all of your accounts, safety recommends ensuring that what oh you should link all of your accounts period safety recommends ensuring that you have all of your login information in one place otherwise you will waste time figuring various passwords and usernames out now spend time setting up your automatic money flow quote unquote once the accounts have all been linked this should be simple set up individual automatic payments to each of your accounts a pretty nice thing pretty amazing thing i think it just i it just makes sense. I mean, it is about automation uh, or automating all these processes. And okay, how do you automate it? Well, by linking everything together and by having a system and by having a flow. But yeah, week six financial expertise myths, which are probably going to be pretty fucking interesting. Maybe I'm going to pick one and going to just search for another article very quickly. But yeah, we'll see. Safety explains that most people are extremely intimidated by the finance industry. Financial advisors and fund managers However, he believes that the majority of people are completely capable of making their own investments and making just as much, if not more, than the quote-unquote experts. Sethi explains that you really don't need to pay people to do your investing for you. Fund managers aren't magical and they can't foresee what the market is going to do. Sethi points out that fund managers fail with 75% of their investments. Mutual funds often have significant fees that are unnecessary and paid out to the fund manager. Yeah. And there's a quote, index funds similar to mutual funds, but it's managed by a computer which matches what the markets uh, the markets are doing, can provide better returns with much lower fees. So ignore the Pundit's predictions, ignore the last year or two of a fund's performance. Yes, totally the case. And I've read it somewhere else or I've heard it. I'm not quite sure. It might have actually been in an Akimbo by Seth Godin episode, which is an amazing podcast. If you're searching for a great podcast, listen to Akimbo. There's a lot of great thoughts and a lot of great ideas and a lot of great questions as well. Um, yeah, and it's also just by Seth Godin, one of the more popular marketers, I would say, at this point in time. Um, but yes, indeed, I've heard a lot about index funds and I've been also very interested in the whole thing, uh, especially the S&P 500, which is an index fund, I guess... And, and yeah, you know, it is good because as he already pointed out, it is not managed by people and you have to pay people, of course. So there is a portion, um, well, well, is going to those people and with as fees. So on the other hand, I'm not quite sure. I mean, people are saying like, well, you know, if somebody manages this for me and stuff like that, then they will ensure that they're making money because they are going to get you know, maybe you're just doing it like, okay, you get a portion of my earnings quite or what I win through your work. And then, of course, you could say, well, these people are going to work harder. These people are going to just uh, do a better job at them or at this thing because they know, okay, if they're doing well, they are getting more money. But I don't know. I know they're probably just not only doing your thing. They are probably not only just using your money to invest with. So they might be like, well, you know, I'm just gonna try a bit and stuff. You know, I have one client that is doing very well, so I can do just some other shit with the other ones. I don't know. You know, 
I don't know. I, this is just some thoughts, just some assumptions on mine. So it's, it's yeah. Yeah. Sethi believes that although in the short term a fund manager may seem to perform well, they will never beat the market long term. This is based on fees, expenses and the mathematical probabilities that came or come into play when selecting stocks. Yes, because we just don't know what the market is going to be like in the next year, in the next 50 years, whatnot. It is just going to be what it is. Quite. Is investing only for the rich? Sethi believes that everyone is capable of investing. It is certainly not only for the rich. Sethi explains that it is completely possible to have a straightforward and low-maintenance investment portfolio. He emphasizes the importance of diversification when it comes to your investments. You should consider diversifying not only by buying a few different stocks, but also by having different assets. Uh, consider stocks and bonds. Sethi explains that the time to take moderate risks when it comes to investing is when you are younger. You, are, uh, you have more time, you are more likely to be able to rebound from a considerable loss. Uh, as you get older, you want to be more conservative with your investments and take a few less risks. Yeah, because of course, uh, you might are willing to retire and stuff and you might just need money for there. Not only might, but you for sure need it. And now everything is broken, which is not good. Um... Um, but yeah, can I please switch again? Well, I can't. And my nose is tingling. Probably gonna cut that out. I hope that I'm gonna see that. I'm gonna see. Because if there's a lot of silence, now I can do something. Well, amazing. Um, so where should you invest? Sethi recommends index funds as a good first option. He explains that, the, that they are less expensive than mutual funds, of course. However, the downside is that you need to invest in a few different funds to ensure that you are diversifying. This will involve a little more time research on your behalf than a mutual fund would. There's a quote. Multiple funds mean you have to rebalance your funds uh, regularly, usually every year, which is a laborious process of redistribution your money to different investments so you can get back to your target asset location. So you get back to your target asset allocation. Another low-cost option is a life cycle fund. Sethi explains that life cycle funds take your age into consideration and will automatically diversify your investments for you. He explains that life cycle funds are really uh, are really funds of funds. I see. For example, a life cycle fund might include large cap, mid cap, small cap and international funds and those funds in return will hold stocks from each of those areas. In other words, your life cycle fund will own many funds which are all stocks and bonds, which uh, actually seems to be a Pretty good idea because uh, it is very diversified. Very. I mean, if you're having funds of funds of stocks, you're going to have like just trillions of stocks and bonds and stuff, which is amazing. Week six top tips. It is important to decide on your investing style before you get started. Remember that a life cycle fund is simple and requires little input from you, but you have less control. Otherwise, index funds are a good option if you are confident in diversifying your own portfolio. Spend time investigating your investments to do plenty of research and understand what you're investing in. If you choose to go with index funds, this will obviously take a lot longer and require more research on your behalf, which is fine because in the end, you're going to learn something in the end, you know what to invest in. Once you have decided on investments, purchase your chosen funds. If you don't have enough money to invest right away, start dedicating some money to your investment account and set a savings goal. Once you reach your goal, you can make your purchases. But at this point in time, you're also having fractional shares, which means 
I don't know if this is also the case for funds. You know, the, the whole point of the concept is that you can buy fractions of a stock, which means that uh, you're not going to buy one stock, but you're going to buy half of a stock or just a quarter of a stock and something, which is, of course, uh, going to make it cheaper. And you are also able to buy trucks, uh, buy stocks so cheap that you can also diversify very well, you know, because there's not much money in the game and stuff like that. So maybe also think about that. Uh, do a little bit of research. I'm not very, very educated in that space. So yeah, please do so. So where to what where to from here? Safe explains that once your accounts are all in order, investments under control, it's easy to maintain your systems. He recommends returning to your conscious spending plan and trying to squeeze any extra money out that can be distributed between savings and also investments. This is where your money is going to have the most value. Safety recommends that you don't log into your investment accounts every day. This only causes extra stress and you've set up an automatic system for a reason. Commit to checking once a month and wait for the money to grow over time. Remember, if you have chosen to go with an index fund, you'll need to spend time once a year rebalancing the asset allocations, which makes sense, you know, because you want to re-diversify all that stuff from time to time so that um, you're going to be fine long-term. And there's a last quote. Be careful about selling out of your investments too soon in your 20s and 30s there are only three reasons to sell your investments you need the money for an emergency you made a terrible investment and it is consistently underperforming the market and you have achieved your specific goal for investing or or i'm sorry or you have achieved your specific goal for investing so um yes indeed because the thing is the longer you wait the more years you wait the higher the chance is that it's getting a lot of money and uh, which means compound interest or which is called compound interest um, which means that you have some money in the game and you also put more money into the game or into the stock market each let's say month you know it's it's easier Um, so the thing is you're having $100 in the market so after a month you add $100 so you have $200 the point is that if you um if your return in the first month, you know, let's just do it in months, it just doesn't matter right now. Um, if your return is just, I don't know, 10%, you're going to get added 10% of the 100 bucks, which is 110, isn't it? I think it is. I'm not sure. Anyway, but in the next month, you're going to have the 110 and the 100 that you're putting into it, which is 210. But the point is that those 10% of 210 is more than 10% of 100. And this adds up and adds up and adds up until you have like just 10% of 1 million is quite a lot, you know? And it grows faster and faster and faster actually exponentially, which is something to think about and something to uh, just take advantage of, to be honest. Conclusion and the key takeaways. Learn how to use your credit card appropriately. Never miss bill payments. You don't want to ever pay interest. Automate bill payments so you don't have to worry. Request no fee accounts with your bank. Open a high interest savings account and standard check account. Ensure that you have an, have one and a half months worth of expenses in your check account and transfer any remaining money into your savings. Pay off all, pay off all your debt. Sit down with your employer and set up an automatic payments into a 401k account. 
or equivalent. Also open an individual retirement account or an investment fund. When you get your next paycheck, try and, int- and itemize your spending and figure out where most of it goes. Break up your income into fixed costs, long-term investments and saving goals and guilt-free spending, of course. Have a look at some of your fixed costs. Are you getting the best deal on insurance, for example? Consider shopping around on those costs to see what you can minimize. Determine what it, uh, what your own conscious spending plan will look like. Where are you going to save and where are you going to spend? Spend time setting up your automatic money flow. Set up autom- individual automatic payments to each of your savings and investments accounts. Decide on your investment style before you get started. Spend time investigating your investments. Do plenty of research and understand what you are investing in. It is very important. If you don't have enough money to invest right away, start dedicating some money to your investments account and set a, uh, set a savings goal. Once you reach your goal, you can make your purchase. S. Um, yeah. Further reading, you are a badass at making money by Chen Sincero. Uh, I do believe that I didn't really like it. Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Probably everybody knows it. And last but not least, the most famous of them all, Rich Dad Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki, which you, by the way, can listen to for free on Deezer. Uh, just create an account, go to the audiobook section, and then you're going to be able to buy searching. Um, I hope that it's still there. Not sure, but yeah. And also Guidelines, which is the book by Paul Miners, which is the author of this article. Um, yeah, which is uh, yeah a summarization of 33 of the best-selling self-help books, as I'm reading right now, and it's 80 pages long. So it is fairly short. And there's also a 115-minute audiobook available. So if you're more like... Um, an audio guy, you can also just do that and everything is fine. Action steps, uh, take the quiz on I will teach you to be rich to figure out your earning potential and discover how you could be making some extra money. Hmm. Follow Safety six plan, six week plan and see where your savings can take you. And for more detailed advice, download the complete book on Amazon or just buy the paperback. Summary is not intended as a replacement for the original book and all codes are credited to the above mentioned author and also publisher. Very important to notice and to point out. Um, but yeah, um, I'm gonna end the episode there just because I do not want to unnecessarily stretch it and I do not want to just disturb the vibe of the whole video. So yeah, I wish the best health of happiness and also success and also hope that you're gonna remind yourself and you're gonna be remembered, which basically means your legacy and basically means just being a nice person and then being remembered as a nice person, which is a pretty fucking cool thing. Three other questions that I have you are, why are you here? What I'm trying to change and what is bothering you? The most of these three questions hopefully going to show you your purpose and maybe even a business idea, which is as well pretty cool. Um, another question that is very important to me and a very important one for me is what could you essentially say? You know, what, what words could come out, of, come out of your mouth that are really going to change somebody's life? What could it be? What could it be? What could you say? What could you spread? What could you talk about? What could you whatever? Because I totally believe that we all could say something that uh, could potentially change somebody's life. And this is pretty amazing. So, yeah. Bye-bye.